to what's happening now Two sides to a tale, two different stories Cup half empty, bar tend to keep it pouring And I'll keep searching what I'm looking for Don't know what it is, if I did, would I ask for more? If I did, I wouldn't ask for more Yo, 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 it's your boy JB with Reggae 360. This is episode number 22. Deuce, Deuce, Deuce McAllister. A great number, man. This is 22 episodes in the book, man. This is for the vibes of Reggae 360 podcast. I'm your boy JB, and I am blessed with the presence of a special individual. Evan, a.k.a. the slowest texter in the greater Manchester area, a.k.a. the Bootsy Collins of Indie Rock, a.k.a. the first member of Team Reggae 360 to be featured on the Cameo app, a.k.a. your sound engineer's favorite sound engineer, a.k.a. a man who knocks on the door when it's time to pay the piper, a.k.a. Mr. Can I Work From Home Sir himself, Evan Yarma. What up, dude? How you doing, man? Hey, how we doing? I'm pretty good today, JB. Dude, you look fantastic. You look like you're just crushing it in life, dude. Is that true? Um, you know, some days I crush life. Some days life crushes me. It's just another day. <laughs> Listen, hey, you're either one or the other, man. And and uh, you know what? I respect it. But I'll tell you what, Evan. We are here with the presence of an even more special individual. Okay? A man who is an integral part of one of the dopest up-and-coming reggae rock bands in Maryland, in the Educated Fools, a man that has orchestrated one of the coolest festivals in the town of Timonium, Maryland, one that they have ever seen. A brick-by-brick, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, someone who has put the work in and knows the blueprint. And whether he chooses to share it with you or not, that's another story. But this is one of the hardest-working people in the game. Mr. Get-on-my-level himself, Fernando Delgado. Fernando, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on your guys' awesome podcast. (laughs) Yes, dude. It is an awesome podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, you know your kind words, and uh, definitely we're we're very grateful to have you on. And and uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. You are the second non musician to join for the vibes by Reggae Three Sixty, but you are a very important person in the grand scheme of reggae rock music. And for the listeners that don't know. Fernando, can you educate them? What is your role, man? What do you do? How do you fit in this big puzzle called reggae rock music, man? What uh, what do you do, man? Let's start there. So, uh, first of all, thank you for the uh, very flattering introduction. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but basically, I'm, I'm the manager of uh, Educated Fools, as you mentioned. And I met the guys in 2015. And really believed in their talent and their songs. And basically I, I told myself, Hey, I want to get involved. Um, kind of working in the music industry was something I always wanted to do. And I kind of just, uh, took the opportunity and ran with it. And I've been uh, managing the guys ever since. And as part of that, um, you know, basically it's, it's kind of crazy to, to think about it and to talk about it because like so much has happened in what feels like a really, you know, pretty quick period of time. But 
Uh, we basically had the idea of starting up a uh, music festival, uh, which, you know, again, kind of lofty uh, idea, but uh, we started up the festival in 2016, and we're heading into uh, the fourth year of the festival this year. So, you know, it's it's really exciting. That's awesome, man. So, so not only do you manage the Educated Fools, one of the coolest bands, personally, I think coming out of Maryland, which Maryland is a, a hotbed of reggae rock music right now, they are killing it. So, yeah. you know, Educated Fools, they're at the top of the totem pole. But not only do you manage them, but you've also orchestrated this dope ass festival, the High Tops Backstage Bash Festival in Timonium, Maryland, Saturday, September 7th. If you don't have tickets, you better get them. Talk about that, man. Talk, talk about this. Let's, let's, there's a lot to jump into. Let's talk about this festival, man. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm trying to get there. If anyone is even remotely near Maryland or willing to travel, you had better be there September 7th because it's going down. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let them yeah, know. So I guess, Let them know what they're yeah, getting so I guess into. A little bit of background behind it. Um, so the first year was in 2016, and uh, you know, me and, and the guys in Educated Fools, um, you know, we kind of had, had talked about the idea of doing a music festival, and someone that we knew that owned a winery actually approached us and said, "Hey, you know, kind of want to do a, f- a festival of our own." Uh, what do you guys think? And so, you know, we both kind of had the same vision and we started meeting, um, you know, with this winery owner and we got like pretty far along in the process, but toward the end, um, he basically told us, Hey guys, I can't get permits for beer and liquor. And so, you know, uh, Logan Sappington, the guitarist and educated fools, um, you know, he and I were at that meeting. And we were like, all right, well, that's pretty much a deal breaker uh, because we can't just have a festival with wine only. <laughs> and uh, so so Logan actually knew uh, Brandon Bell, who is the uh, GM of High Tops. And uh, that's basically how the idea was born. We took the, um, the concept of Brandon and pitched it, and he was on board. And basically, in like three months, we went from talking to Brandon to having our first festival and you know just off the top of my head we had a lot of really cool uh band but um like a really cool lineup but like the dale and the z dubs is our very first headliner and you guys might be familiar with them they're, they're not really um active anymore but uh but yeah they, they headlined and we had some really cool bands and the first year was a success and we probably brought out a couple thousand people oh and yeah, so we were we were sort of surprised like we we had confidence that we could do it, but it was still great to see you know word of mouth and just like the support of the local music scene come out, you know. So um, yeah, so like ever since then we've grown the lineup, and you know this year we have just a stacked lineup. We have uh, Fortunate Youth Ooh. headlining on Saturday the seventh, and we have Badfish headlining on Friday the sixth. Ooh. So it's just like a, a great lineup, and you know we couldn't be more excited about it. So what what is High Tops Bar and Restaurant? You talked about it a little bit more. I think you said it was the biggest in Baltimore County. Talk about that layout. Talk about the 
infrastructure, man? Where's this festival going down? What what can people expect in yeah, that regard? Uh, yeah, so it's one of the, the biggest bars and uh, restaurants in Baltimore County. Uh, a lot of square footage. And they're also something that makes this, you know, maybe the only spot that we could pull this off the way that we do is that it's uh, it's located right next to the, the Maryland State Fairgrounds. So uh, that gives us access to their parking. The, the restaurant basically has an agreement with the fairgrounds, and that opens up to like 5,000 parking spots. Damn. So that, that really is why we can pull it off and why, you know, people enjoy coming to the festival. It's easy parking and it's pretty, you know, it's, it's a safe, fun time. So, um, yeah. And the, the restaurant itself, it's really big, has about four, you know, distinctive bar areas and, you know, an outdoor patio, an outdoor deck. Um, and we also do uh, a stage inside. Um, so we do our, our second stage inside and we close down the restaurant parking lot and bring in a big stage and that's where we have our main stage. That's dope. That's dope. And obviously, you got the liquor licenses. L- drinking is encouraged at this event, correct? You don't, no no problems yeah, there. Yeah. I like it. And actually, I noticed, I, I checked out the cover art for the festival, which you guys posted all over IG, all over socials. It looks dope. And I noticed you had mushrooms on that cover. So I'm assuming you guys also encourage hallucinogens <laughs> at this festival, correct? <laughs> well, uh, you know, in terms of any uh, illegal drugs, I can't say that we uh, approve of any of that. But, um, yeah, the, I do want to uh, give credit to the artist yes. of that poster. So his name's Nate Gonzalez, and he's based out in L.A. He grew up in the Baltimore area, but super talented artist, uh, graphic designer, and he's designed our, our festival poster each of the past two years, so last year and this year, and he's done a great job each year. So that, that basically was his concept. Um, we tried to have some, um, I guess, uh, you know, pay homage to Maryland too, so there's a crab there. Yes. Um, and and yeah, it's, we're, we're really happy with the way that it turned out, and um, that's another cool thing about the festival is just like working with you know, so many talented musicians and talented artists like like Nate. Um, it's it's really a, a cool team effort, and you know, gets to meet lots of people in the community. Uh, so yeah, just another thing that, that we're really excited about. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And and just for the record, Reggae Three Hundred and Sixty does not condone any illegal activity. But at a reggae rock festival, people like to have fun, man. And, <laughs> and it sounds like you're Absolutely. you're setting the stage. For people to have a great time, which is awesome, man. So stoked for it. Um, and you talked about collaborating with people, people, artists like Nate. I also noticed that you got some sponsors. You got some people like Layer 3 Collective. They're an appointment-only tattoo place in Maryland. Fire Instagram, by the way. But I'm curious, man, who else is involved? Any other brands putting their name on this, getting involved, working with you guys? I mean... Talk about sponsors or maybe some of the business relationships that you've kind of orchestrated or had a hand in, uh, you know, connecting the dots. You sound very business focused. You sound like a very business. You sound like you got a business mind. It sounds like you kind of connected the dots. So I'm curious, man, who else, what are the brands that are involved in this thing? Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's another thing that I've tried to um, implement and emphasize more and more as we go forward. But 
Um, you know, obviously as the festival's grown, it's a good opportunity for local businesses and even, you know, more regional or national businesses to to become involved and to, to brand themselves also. And, you know, let's face it, it's good advertising. You know, lots of, um, you know, attendees are going to, you know, be seeing their place of business um, or their brands associated with our festival and they're going to have a great time there. So definitely a great opportunity um, for everybody involved. But, um, yeah, like, we, I've, I sort of go out and get a lot of corporate sponsors. Obviously, High Tops has their relationships with local businesses. They have a relationship with the Baltimore Ravens. The, the Ravens don't sponsor this festival, but, um, you know, they've done events at High Tops in the past. And, oh, wow. you know, one of our, uh, like, we've got a couple of really loyal corporate sponsors that have been on board since year one um, or year two. But uh, one of them is uh, the Sheffield Institute of the Recording Arts, and they're one of the you know best studios in Maryland. Um, and they've got um, like an AV school, and they do lots of you know video and audio recording. And uh, we, we have a great relationship with them, and they actually will send us um, you know sound engineers or stagehands or some of their students to help us, you know, because wow. it is a lot um, in terms of the production, and you know we need help with staffing. So uh, they, they've always been extremely, um, you know, helpful for us and loyal. And so we're, we're really proud to work with them year after year. Um, another uh, company that I want to mention because um, this person, so there's a local guitarist named Ryan Fowler. And Shout he's been Ryan. in a couple bands. You might have heard of the Keller Bell Band. He's played guitar with them for a long time. But he's got his own store called Ryan Fowler's Guitar Experience. And uh, Ryan was one of the first supporters of the festival. Um, you know, he helped us with, um, you know, paying for, for expenses and staffing. And uh, he's always there for us every time I go visit him at his store every year. And I'm like, hey, can you help us out this year? And he's like, yeah, count me in. So, um, it's, you know, a lot of local businesses like that. And then, you know, just today I was talking to uh, the residents in uh, by Marriott. And they're interested, um, it's not official yet, but, you know, they might be our official hotel sponsor. Uh, because we want to be able to send people somewhere nice and, you know, make the recommendation of where to stay. And hopefully that works out, but they'll have, you know, they have shuttles that go to high tops. So uh, that could be a, a great fit there. But Damn. yeah, it's just, um, it's kind of a win-win situation for everybody involved. If, if you can get, you know, great companies on board um, to support the festival. And if we can help, you know, market those companies too, um, then it's, that's awesome. And we, we also try to support local businesses and local artists. We're, getting more and more vendors on site every year. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, that I do find that, you know, interesting and exciting, um, you know, on the business end. So I, I try to do as much as I can to, to make that um, as efficient as possible. Dude, you're a hustler, Fernando. You are a hustler. I'll tell you what, if I was starting a small cybersecurity startup in Cambridge, Massachusetts today and I needed a sales director, you're my guy, dude. I like it, man. You sound very, very, your business acumen is on point, man. Listening to you talk about those sponsors and I'm like, oh, this guy's on to something, man. And if there's any organizations or businesses or nonprofits or 501c3s, whatever it is in the Maryland area, they they better get involved, man, because I tell you what, man, you uh, you're onto something there. I like it, Thank Fernando. You, I, I want to reel it back just a little bit. When you were first introducing yourself, you kind of mentioned that you know a few years ago you just kind of saw an opportunity and you were you were swept up into this music thing. Sort of, it sounds like based off of what you said, almost out of nowhere. I want to learn. You know, when you got into this, I mean, 
you're helping put together a big festival. You're managing a great band. Was there something that sparked your interest in music? Something where you're like, man, this is the place for me. I see opportunity here. Like, was there one event where you're just like, man, this is what I'm here to do and I can make something happen here? Or, um, I, th- I think, I don't think it was one specific event or experience, but, you know, growing up in high school in particular, um, you know, I just found a love for music. Um, probably my two biggest interests or passions are music and sports. And, you know, I was, it's hard to explain, but I I try to always say like those two things have, you know, always been there for me, like during tough times or even during great times. Um, and that's really the best way that I can explain it. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, listening to so many great bands and then like going to my first concert, um, you know, that was great too. You know, I've been fortunate enough to see some of the best and most talented bands, you know, ever. And I think that's what really, you know, I've always had an interest in it. And what's your number one? I'm not a musician by trade. Like I play a little bit of guitar, but I'm, I'm terrible at it, but uh, I've, I've always had a good ear. And I think that that's, that's part of why I've gotten so heavily involved in it and why I've had some success, at least on a local level. Um, is that I know it sounds good and that's just going back years of, you know, listening to my favorite bands and, and going to see my favorite bands at concerts. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, I think what got it started for me. Like I, I'm kind of a writer by trade. I was writing professionally for about five years. Um, so that was something that I was, you know, I could go back to. Um, but when I saw, and it really was the band, it was, it was like meeting educated fools. And I, I basically, almost by happenstance, um, you know, I met Devin, their drummer, and he invited me over to one of their practices. And I've got a couple of younger brothers who went to the same high school as a few of the guys in the band. So we always had kind of mutual friends and acquaintances. Um, but ultimately, you know, when Devin invited me, you know, to see one of their practices, you know, I loved bands and their energy and their talent. And, and they were also great guys. Like I started to get to know them. And I think that's a big part of it too, is that I, I really believe in them and, and they're great people. Um, because otherwise, you know, obviously any band that makes it has to be talented and they have to work hard, but you know, if they're not great people, it's, you know, much more difficult to really invest in, you know, the time and effort that's required. So, um, so yeah, like, you know, I, I just saw them play and then I was like, you know, I'm just going to go and, and do whatever I can to help these guys. Hell yeah. And that started out as booking shows because that's what they needed the most at the time. And then it's just turned into pretty much everything business related. Um, you know, Logan and I do a lot of work on the business side of things for the bands. Um, and, and all the guys, you know, are, are involved and they, they all contribute. Um, but yeah, there, there's just so many things that have to be done. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely a lot of hard work, uh, but I enjoy doing it. And that's the thing is if I'm going to work hard, you know, if it's something that, that I love doing, then, you know, I'm willing to put in that, you know, the kind of effort that's required. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, I'd say that that's, you know, in a nutshell, like why I do it or, or how I got involved with it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Listen, I always say, man, you got to work to eat. You got to grind to shine, you know? So it sounds like you're living proof of that right there, man. Just real quick, you had talked about some of the greatest bands that you were able to see live. Just just real quick, uh, sidebar conversation. What was your number one live concert you ever saw in person, Fernando? 
Um, so I'll give you a couple. Um, no, 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 no. You have to pick okay, best, one. You can only pick one. I would, I would have to see. I'd have to say the best ever performance that I saw was Rage Against the Machine. Um, they headlined a festival, oh. uh, the HF Festival in DC. Uh, and this is a while back now, but that was probably the single best performance I've ever seen. Awesome. And they're they're one of my favorite bands, and they're actually really influential for uh, for Logan and and the guys in Educative Fools also. Uh, so that's what I was based my, my number one. That's dope. Evan, what's your number one live concert you've ever seen in your life? Number one live concert actually was Paul McCartney. Really? Um, you know yeah, what's that, funny? That was a phenomenal concert. I've heard he's great. Mine was Paul Wall. I saw him in uh, Cleveland back in like 2009. Anyways, <laughs> Rage Against the Machines, Paul McCartney, McCartney, <laughs> I can't talk, McCartney and Paul Wall. And what do they all have in common, man? Great live performers. But you know who else is great? Educated Fools. I cannot wait to see them perform, man. I'm stoked. I know we talked a lot about this festival. I want to kind of segue into talking about the band and managing the band. But before I do that, you said that there, there wasn't a direct affiliation with the Baltimore Ravens. But High Tops had worked with the Baltimore Ravens in the past. So I just want to put this out there. Is there a chance Lamar Jackson shows up to this festival? Is there a chance? I'm just saying, is there a chance? I, I think there could be a chance. Okay. All right. All comes right. down to whether the, the Ravens are home or away that weekend. I don't know their schedule <laughs> off the top of my head. But yeah, there, there might be a chance. I love it. I love it, dude. That's awesome. And before we segue to talking about managing the band, just I want the people to understand the gravity of the situation. I want the people to understand how dope this festival's this festival is going to be. So I want to just name some of the people that are performing, some of the bands that are performing. Okay? Fortunate Youth headlining, Bad Fish headlining. We got Bumpin' Uglies, obviously Educated Fools, Brett Bollinger of Pepper along with the Bad Habits, Treehouse Resonated, Signal Fire, who just dropped an album. We're going to talk about that later. Audic Empire, The Boys from Texas, The Vibesmen, and so much more. And I'm, I'm curious, Fernando, when you hear those names, man, you talked about this is the fourth year. You talked about the first year and how the growth has been and how you got to this point. When you hear those names, on a scale from zero to a hundred, how much does does that move the needle for you when you listen to these dope ass bands that are going to be involved in this festival? Zero to a hundred. How far does that need to move? Yeah, I mean it's got to be a hundred uh, <laughs> just because I love all those bands and yes. some of them I know personally. You know, my guys have played shows with a lot of them. Um, so yeah, and it's it's honestly an honor, and it's one of the reasons I got into it um, is the opportunity to work with you know great talented people and you know obviously like ultimately you know in terms of booking shows there's like fewer cooler feelings for me in terms of you know doing you know doing work in the music industry than booking a great show or getting you know my guys to open up for an awesome band like last year we did a show with Black Lives on and that was just an honor to be a part of but to book their shows and then go to their shows, um, see my guys play and see all these other talented musicians, that, that's awesome for me. And that, that's probably my favorite thing and, you know, one of the reasons that I do it. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, 100 out of 100 and 
you know, I hope I'll say the same thing next year. And if I can't say it that next year, then, you know, I might not be doing it that much longer after that. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm super excited about the lineup. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Okay, so long story short, anyone that's listening, if you are not currently making uh, travel plans to get down to Maryland for this festival, then you are obviously doing something wrong in life, and there's nothing I can do to help you out. But I hope that that's not true. I hope that you are on board, especially after hearing a little bit more about this festival. But let's talk about educated fools. I love the band. I love their music. I love everything they put out. I love the way they blend styles. I love the visuals and the videos that they drop. Some of the most recent music that they've been putting out, I just feel like they've stepped their game up tenfold. Like I'm just, I'm all in on educated fools. And obviously you are Fernando because, um, you know, you've made this your, your, uh, your work, your passion, what you do for a living, man. And, and, and you've obviously put your energy and effort into it and you're on a hundred percent on board. So I'm curious in your words, what is it that you saw in this group of individuals that made you say, damn, I, I'm in, I'm all in. I think these guys have it. They've got the X factor. They've got that thing. What is it that made you really just become passionate about this band and watching them grow? I, I would say that it's a combination of their energy um, and then the songwriting, um, you know, and everything that, you know, there's six guys in the band, uh, two vocalists, guitar, bass, drums, keys, and they're each really good at what they do. And they kind of, you know, it's a, it's a team effort and it's collaborative and that, that really appeals to me. Um, you know, I mentioned music and sports earlier. Um, you know, in terms of sports, like I'm a team guy. Um, I love the Baltimore Orioles, love the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and you know, nothing against kind of solo sports, um, like maybe golf or, or tennis. Um, but there's just something about a team that, that I gravitate towards and, and a band is somewhat similar. Like everybody has their, their role in the band and everybody pitches in. And at the end of the day, if everybody's not fully on board, um, you know, it's not going to be a success. Um, so, you know, because all the guys were so good at their respective instruments and again, because they're all great guys, we all get along really well. Um, you know, that, you know, team aspect and, you know, their energy and then the songs. Um, I, w- I always was drawn to like so many of their songs and it's really cool. Like looking back on it early on, you know, I'd, I'd see them play full practices and full shows. So I know their entire song catalog and they really truly do, I think, have lots and lots of great music and, and most of it, you know, hasn't been recorded or released yet. Um, and they have, they have a full-length album out, and uh, they just recently started releasing some singles um, ahead of uh, a second full-length, um, which will probably be out next year at some point. But um, that, that's the other thing that, you know, I'm, I'm all in about and that I believe in the guys um, in the four is that, you know, all the songs are there, um, and they're great songwriters, and, and they keep churning out great songs, dude, and that, that was pretty exciting to see. Um, so... Yeah, and I, and I I really believe that you know in a couple of years, um, you know they'll still be around and people will have gotten a chance to see to hear and see a lot of those great songs being performed and you know hopefully if we keep staying on the right track and working hard, um, you know we'll be able 
to have the guys playing in front of bigger and bigger crowds and get out you know, to more places around the country uh, so that they can share their talents with the world. That's awesome, man. That's, that's a fucking dynamic answer, dude. <laughs> I like it. And it's funny, you talked about being a team guy and you're a sports guy and you're a fan of the Baltimore Ravens and you know I don't know if you know but but we're out here in New England and we're Patriots fans and you know I uh, you know I'm, but I have respect I have respect for the Ravens so to tie into your answer being a team guy let's take a look at the Ravens defense from a couple years ago when you had Ray Lewis and you had Terrell Suggs and you had Tony Siragusa and Ed Reed tell me Fernando out of that lineup at the at the heart of the Baltimore Ravens defense, you're part of the Educated Fools team. What player best represents you when looking at the Educated Fools from that 2000 and whatever Baltimore Ravens defense? Who embodies your essence, man? Um, maybe I would say, and hopefully I'm not screwing this up, but I think Ed Reed was on this team. So I mean, yes. He was a, Long time Raven, but I, I would say Ed Reed because he's pretty cerebral. Um, and you know, part of being a manager is you know, you're really behind the scenes and it's not about you, it's about the band. So, you know, a lot of people might not even notice the manager. Um, but you know, Ed Reed, you know, at least over the course of his career, you know, really, you know, Ray Lewis is the heart and soul of those Ravens teams. But, um, you know, Ed Reed was back there and, and he really contributed a lot too. So, so I guess that would be my answer. Um, as long you know, as you didn't say, I, like I, I might be a coach, you know, like a, a head coach or something, and you know the guys with the team, and I, I do my best to to you know get those W's. But um, but yeah, that's I would go with that Reed. That is the best answer. As long as you didn't say Joe Flacco, then uh, you I know can't, I can't really. You know, I appreciate <laughs> Joe Flacco winning us the Super Bowl, but. Not not one of my favorite quarterbacks, so can't, can't really go with them. <laughs> I like it, man. That's uh, dude. That's dope. That's uh, that's awesome. I got a question for you, man. This is kind of a personal question, but you seem like a very motivated individual. You're obviously about your business. You're on your P's and Q's, man. You're you're crossing your T's and you're dotting your I's. You seem very business focused, and it sounds like every band that's trying to do something big needs somebody like you on their team. My question for you, man, is. How do you maintain like, like motivation? How do you maintain that kind of like positive mentality of like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push this along. I'm gonna keep progressing this band. I'm gonna I'm gonna somehow like continue to just drive what I believe in. Like, how, like maybe you have moments where like, I don't know, man. Maybe the doubt creeps in, or you're not as motivated, but. My question is, you personally, where do you find that motivation to just keep going? Like, like, how do you do that, man? I think for me, it's just making progress. Um, you know, when I got into it, I kind of had some goals, and we've met a lot of those goals along the way. So, you know, for example, like even something as simple as booking the band their first show. Um, you know, I figured that I could do it, but I didn't know. And then when I did it, you know, I, I went after that second show and then, then try to get bigger shows. And then we had the idea of doing this festival and the festival's grown. So I think, you know, and also just because every band is different and every manager for every band is different. But, um, you know, for me, 
as long as I keep seeing the progress being made, um, then, then I'm going to keep going after it. And there's definitely, it's not easy and there's been a lot of hard work and there's definitely been, um, you know, problems or challenges. Um, but like we, I think that we've done a lot of good work and if we keep putting in that good work, I, I think that bigger and better things are possible for us. And, um, that's really the name of the game. You know, any, and I think that that applies to any business or any activity that you do. Like if, you know, if you're an athlete or even if you're like a business owner, um, as long as you're growing and you know, you're getting better, um, then that's all the more reason to, to keep going even when, when things might be tough. Dumb answer. What, what do you think, what do you think the ceiling is for educated fools, man? Like what, like what do you envision as like, the, like the pinnacle where you got, where you like, I'm a big person that believes in like speaking things into existence. Like, like what, what do you see as like where you want to be in the future? What is the vision that you have for these guys? These talented, talented guys. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you I completely agree with you on the same way in terms of speaking things into existence. Um, you know, if you really believe in yourself or believe in, a goal, um, you just have to do whatever you can to make it happen. Um, I mean, when, when I first saw them practice, um, you know, in 2015 when I met them, I, I immediately thought to myself, um, you know, this is a touring band. Um, and so I think, you know, the one of the ultimate goals for me is, you know, getting them on the road to the point where they're like a headlining touring band, you know, and they're playing out in California and maybe even playing in Europe. Um, where people are, you know, buying tickets and, you know, whether it's a thousand people or even 500 people or more, but they're coming to see them play. I think that for me, that's when, you know, I, I'll feel like I kind of accomplished what I set out to do. So, you know, I, anybody that I talk to, um, you know, in the music industry or in general about what I do, you know, I always tell people like I really haven't accomplished anything yet and I, I really haven't, but I think I'm on the right track and, you know, the fact that we have our own festival and the guys are playing, you know, with all these huge, you know, at least for us, like bands in the scene um, and, you know, opening up for, you know, pretty big national acts. And then, you know, they recently we, uh, we announced a tour with Fortunate Youth and Bumpin' Uglies. Um, again, that for me, that's, we're on the right track. So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep working as hard as I can um, just to get to the next step and then ultimately you know, hopefully they can they can be touring, you know, as a headlining band. So to, to awesome. answer your question, I think that that would be, you know, one of the ultimate goals. That's very cool, man. And from my perspective, I feel like there's different layers of like like music fans that gravitate towards the reggae rock. Like there's people like me that are in tune with the underground and know every kind of up and coming band, you know, and have the educated fools has been on my radar for a long time. Then there's that like second tier of people that you know, they, they like a lot of the popular bands and every once in a while, you know, a band will, will graduate into their consciousness. Maybe, you know, they'll, they'll kind of push beyond where they were from like an underground band to like maybe, you know, that next level. And, and next thing you know, you're on their radar. And then there's that other tier, which, you know, they they tune in with like Sublime or Slightly Stupid or Pepper, some of the like the biggest reggae rock bands out there. But I feel anybody that like listens to educated fools is going to fall in love, man. Like their music is so dope. It's just, I feel like the biggest challenge is a, is an up and coming band is just cracking those different tiers 
and just getting like the attention of people that maybe aren't that in tune with the reggae rock scene. And that's so hard to do. I'm curious from your perspective, what do you think the biggest challenge is in terms of growing a band or getting their name out there? I mean, is it all just getting on the right playlist or like, like what do you see as that biggest challenge to, to just get the name out there, just to get people to see the art that these guys are putting out? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think again, you know, you and I are on the same page just in terms of there's different tiers and, you know, something that's kind of funny to me, you know, music's not for everyone. You know, some people don't like music whatsoever. And then there's people that like music, but, you know, they've heard of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and that's about it. Um, and then there's every everyone in between, um, you know, and then there's music experts uh, that love listening to music 24-7, going to shows and know everybody. Um, I would say, you know, just some of the challenges, like it, it really requires so much time and money. Um, realistically speaking, um, which not every band might have available. Um, you know, just speaking for, for my guys, you know, they've reinvested every dollar from every show that they've played back into the bands, which can be a big help. You know, other bands might, you know, pay themselves, which is completely, you know, normal and to be expected. Um, but other bands might need to go out of pocket. Um, but you know, a band is a business and any successful business, you need to start off with capital, um, to get things going. So the band is really no different. Um, and you know, we've been pretty fortunate that we've had enough shows that have paid enough to where, you know, nobody's really had to go out of pocket to pay for things yet. Um, obviously if, you know, more money would be helpful and might accelerate things. Um, but you know, again, we're on the right track. Um, you know, just going back to like those challenges you mentioned, um, you know, I, I do think like getting on Spotify playlists is, is really huge. And that's one of the things I'm, you know, it's one of my top priorities right now. Um, and also just, you know, the, the toughest thing, which I had to find out for myself, I guess, is, you know, playing in other markets. So, you know, every band's got their home market for us. It's Baltimore and DC. Um, but, you know, going to play a show in New York City or Boston or Miami or anywhere on the West Coast, uh, it's very hard to get a show because any venue is going to say like, okay, well, what's your draw? And then you tell them, well, we haven't played here before. And so you're never going to get a show. So the only ways to make that happen um, is, you know, you, your band, you know, blows up on Spotify or has a viral or, you know, like a, a big hit music video or hit single on the radio, whatever it is that might get you noticed. But if that doesn't happen for a band, it's got to be done by hard work and touring and slowly building up your audience in different markets. And sometimes the only way to do that is to, you know, jump on shows with those bands in their home markets. And then you give them a show in your home market, you know, gig swapping. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into that side of things, which I had to learn for myself. And a lot of what I do, I, I basically act as a booking agent, not only for my guys, um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, for some of the shows I book, um, a talent buyer and sort of a booking agent. So Dang yeah, that, that's the thing is like any band that wants to, to hit the road, they have to, and it does, it's a, you know, four or five, six, seven year long process. If you don't have the benefit of a big radio song or music video, um, you know, it's lots of gigging and it's hard work, um, and building up numbers and, you know, any band that eventually gets big, gets signed to a booking agency and to get signed by a booking agency or to be on a booking agency's roster, 
you know, you gotta be pulling, you know, a hundred people in multiple markets all across the East Coast or the West Coast. Um, but, you know, if, if you're able to get to that point, you know, you, you have a lot more opportunities and, you know, that means that you've got a lot going for you. You know, you're talented, uh, you've got good music and things can fall into place. But that, that is probably the toughest, I think, aspect of it, um, on the music end, the live side of it, I would say, is playing in those other markets and getting yeah. paid for it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy to like get a guarantee. Sometimes you have to rely on how many tickets you sell. And if you only sell 20 tickets, you're not going to be getting paid very much. And if you're on the road and you're paying for hotels and food, you know, it's, it can be very easy to, yeah. to kind of get in the hole and lose yeah. money. So yeah. I, I would say that's the, the toughest aspect of it. Oh, okay. That's man. That's really good insight. I tell you what I always say, and granted, I'm a nobody. I, I always say there is an art and science to everything. And it sounds like your relationship with the band, man, you're the science and they're the art. <laughs> like, like what they do is, is you can't quantify, you know, it's just talent. It's their art. And what you do, you look at the, the analytics, the X's and the O's. Like you said, you're Ed Reed in the backfield, reading the quarterback, telling the linebackers where to line up, you know, to, to go get that sack. So that's just cool, man. That's cool to hear your, your your the way your mind approaches the business. And for all the fans that are listening that just enjoy music, understand there is so much more that goes into this thing. And Fernando, you're living proof, man. So I'm very grateful that you joined us and dropped a little knowledge on us, you know, sprinkled us with some, some game and, and, and kind of taught us a little something about what you do. Evan, what about you, man? I see you over there. Um, you know, I think it's just great to mix it up and have somebody who's involved in the, the inner workings of the scene and somebody who really helps somebody get from that DIY space into the into the limelight. You know, it's, it's we always hear about people who are already in the limelight, bands that you know about, people who already have songs or big music videos. But this is somebody who helps someone get from those grassroots up to where, you know, most people know educated fools. I know educated fools. You know educated fools. Um, and I think that's correct. That's different than usual. Yeah. But thanks to our guy, Fernando. So <laughs> thank you for that feedback, brother. I like it, man. Fernando, I, this has been an enlightening conversation, man. I feel like we could talk about the nitty gritty of the music business for a long time. But I tell you what, man, I know you're a busy man. So we're not going to take all your time. Let's jump into the next segment, man. Let's. Let's get into this thing called rapid fire. All right. Well, we have all our guests do this where we throw out a, a word or a couple words and you just give your reaction to it. Are you ready for that, man? I know you're I know you're a business minded guy, man. This is a little abstract. This might be out of your wheelhouse, Fernando. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yes, dude. And we're not gonna set you up for failure. We've had some very big reggae rock artists do this. Matt Rhodes, Brandon Hardesty. I mean, last week we had P-Funk North. Shouts out New Jersey. Uh, do this. So we're not going to say you up for failure, man. We're going we're gonna to make you look good. All right, so I'm going to get kicked off. You ready? All right, let's go. Remember, first reaction, anything that comes to mind, just blurt it out. Like you're in your psychiatrist's office, and they're, they're putting up one of those little ink blot images, and you just got to just say what you feel. All right, ready? 
underground music. Exciting. Exciting. Do you want it to be one word or like a few different thoughts? Whatever you want, man. Whatever pops into your brain. You're driving the bus, dude. It's your world. We're just living in it, baby. You're the star of the show. Whatever you want. Yeah, a few words um, about underground music, like exciting. I would say dive bars, uh, undiscovered bands, um, and I'll I'll say beers. Because I'm usually, you know, in the underground kind of music scene. You're either going to a bar or maybe a house party, and I like to to uh, enjoy good beer. So what kind? What kind of beer? What was your beer choice? Um, there's a there's a beer. My favorite beer. Um, I like beers like Allagash White. I like Belgian. Um, I'm not an IPA guy. I know that most people like IPAs, but um, yeah, I love a good Golden Ale. Um, so that's that's probably my favorite beer style. Dude, I just ripped off a cold nail. Nice. <laughs> Fernando, we got one more for you. Well, we've got a few more. And well, go. we've got a few more, but one more right now, and that was going to be Fortnite. <laughs> I, I, I don't play it, even though I know I love it, and I wouldn't be good at it. Um, but what comes to mind, just so many people play it and love it, and it's a huge industry. Uh, esports that's you know actually exciting to me I wish well I'll tell you this um, you know games like that that have soundtracks would love to get the pools on one of those soundtracks you know Madden 2021 um, baby yeah yeah but my my younger brothers came up playing Halo like crazy and I loved playing Halo um, and again I was not very good at it um, but yeah I, I love those kinds of games um, unfortunately I just don't have the time to play them um, if I did, I would not be booking as many shows. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is give me a purple combat shotgun and a couple smoke bombs and your boy's catching a dub. That's all I got to say about that. But next word, hard work. Uh, essential uh, if you want to make anything happen, if you want to go anywhere. Um, and I think it's important for any bands, any musician uh, to have a great work ethic um, and, and to work hard at all times. Giddy, giddy, fuck yeah, I like it, dude. Next one. Avocado. Uh, I would say that's uh, what comes to mind. Delicious, and also it was an avocado was on the cover of one of Pearl Jam's albums. Yes. <laughs> Nutritious and delicious and it tastes like chicken, baby. I like it. Next one. This is this one's gonna hit you a little close to home. Tar heels. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, big rivals. Uh, I'm a Duke Blue Devil, a huge Duke basketball fan. Uh, went to Duke, and yeah, I'm not not a big fan of the Tar Heels, uh, but you know it is the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, you know, Chapel Hill, UNC Chapel Hill, and, and Duke. Um, so yeah, not not the best uh, feelings towards the Tar Heels. Let me ask you a question. If you, gun to your head, if you have to pick uh, between Jason Tatum, okay, and Kyrie Irving, and whoever you picked, that's your boy, that's your ride or die for the rest of your life, that you can only pick one, all right? They're both like Fernando. Come on, man. Just come hang out. You're my boy. Come on. You can only pick one, Kyrie or Tatum. Who do you pick and why? 
So I would pick Kyrie. Oh, wrong answer. Dude, wrong no, answer. Ah, oh, no, no. no. For, for, hanging, for hanging out with, if I was starting a team, I would pick Jason Tatum. Okay, I, and I, I know I'd you guys like must again. be big Boston Celtics fans. We are. Uh, but, but yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie's like kind of out there, and I, I think he would just be kind of fun to hang out with. Um, but he's also, it seems like he's a clubhouse cancer to a certain extent um, or misunderstood. Yes. And uh, had some problems with LeBron, then he had problems with the Celtics. So I would just definitely take Jason Tatum. He seems to be My you know, better locker room present, and he's he's younger, um, and like he's it. pretty tough to guard. So so I, I'll go with Tatum. I'll change my answer to Tatum. Yes, dude. All right. Back in business. Hey, I like it. there we go. That's what we like to hear. I like it. You know what? Kyrie would be a fun guy probably to engage in some illegal activities with, which is not <laughs> condoned at High Tops Festival or by Regular 360. But you know what? What happens? What The mice will play when the cat's away. Is that what you say? All right. Next one. <laughs> next question. Next word. Tacos. What's the word again? Tacos. Oh, tacos. Delicious. Tacos. Uh, late night Taco Bell runs. I know uh, I know. Bob and Uglies are really big into tacos. Um, Uglies Nation constantly talking about, uh, you know, tacos, taco memes and everything. Um, but definitely one of my favorite foods. Actually, uh, fun fact, the elevators and Bump and Uglies, Ugly, they have a taco beef going on right now that started on the regular 360 podcast um it's kind of heated things are a little tense there are some challenges thrown out there i mean the elevators challenged bumping uglies and i don't know if they responded yet i don't know maybe we'll find out at the festival it'll definitely be uh, epic to see what what happens with that yeah both of those bands are great um and we had the elevators play last year um, so awesome! We were able, like they were a late addition, and so happy that we made it happen. Um, but talk about two bands that are really just like, crushing in the scene right now, and their hard work's paid off big time. Like both those bands are. I mean, they're one of the they're two of the fastest rising bands. It's amazing in the genre. So it's really cool to see the success that each of those bands has had recently. Absolutely, hundred percent agree with everything you just said. I love those two bands, and um, they deserve everything they have coming their way. And I tell you what. Educated fools, they're right there. They're going to be in that conversation. I want, next time we talk about elevators and bumping uglies, I want educated fools to be the next because those boys are on the rise. And actually, real quick, you teased. You teased us. Album coming next year. Fact or fiction? Uh, I would say facts. Uh, you can, one thing that is exciting for the rest of this year is the band's going to have a steady stream of singles coming out. I, I like would say. It at least three or four singles over the next six months or so. That's awesome. Um, and also, like, you know, I guess something I can share with you guys, their, their next single is going to feature uh, Dela from Slightly Stupid, their sax player. Um, he's recording some parts for us right now, and I think you guys will love the song. Um, it's, it's a song called Tell Me. It's a really kind of summer, um, you know, beach love song um, that I think will appeal to like a lot of your listeners. I think you guys will really dig it. I, hey, I need that in my life. For real. We all do. I'm a, I'm a beach guy for sure. Yes, sir, man. I like it. I can tell. I can tell you're a beach guy, Evan. I've got another word for us here today, but I just want to say, you know, you would think that reggae rock, most people would like the beach. 
Um, I think we should do a poll on that. But just to move on, I've got a two-word one for you, Wait, though. What? It's Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Um, I'm just going to say uh, American folklore. <laughs> um, yeah, like tall tales. <laughs> yes. Not too much. Not too many thoughts on on that, but we're big David Crockett boys on this podcast, so you know maybe a little bit out of left field, but nonetheless, the people are sitting on their edge of their seat to hear what we think about David Crockett, and God damn it, that's America. So, Fernando, I appreciate that response, and I got the last rapid fire question we're going to hit you with, and when you hear it, it makes so much sense. You're going to say, oh, man, I'm so glad I sat through all those crazy words that they just threw at me, and here it is, the number one, numero uno, greatest rapid fire phrase word that we could think of. You ready for it? Yep. Reggae 360. Reggae 360. Uh, I love you guys, honestly. Um, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Really appreciate it. And it's been, I really enjoy um, talking with you guys. But I love Reggae 360. You guys are super supportive of so many bands in the scene. And in a lot of ways, um, you guys do a lot of what I do, which is we try to support the bands that we love. And we're in it for the love of music. And I see that, you know, you guys are working hard too um, because we're running, you know, a website and a podcast and you guys recently got into management um, and booking. Uh, I know that you guys are helping out Audic Empire, which was a really cool announcement to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love what you guys have done to support so many bands in the scene and be, you know, a media platform um, to spread the music. And that, that's super important. Um, you guys are one of the media sponsors of the High Tops Backstage Bash, so I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to come on is I want to try to support you guys too in whatever way you know I can. And, and you guys are friends of, of the bands, um, and you know I hope to have a great relationship with you guys over the next several years. Um, and I, I'm confident that you guys are going to keep growing, and and you know just like my guys and a lot of these bands we've been talking about you know, get to the next level and, and reach, you know, huge heights. So, um, yeah, love Reggae 360. Dan Fernando, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you this, man, if we have one-tenth of the grit and the grind and the dedication and the focus and the passion that you do, especially after talking to you, man, I could hear it coming out in your words, we'll be all right. Reggae 360 will continue to grow because, Fernando, you are the man. Without people like you, None of this happens. We need people like you. And I'm so grateful that our listeners got the opportunity to learn a little bit about you, learn a little bit about the festival, learn a little bit about the band, because we're fans, first and foremost. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for blessing us with the presence. Evan, anything to add? Nah, that's it for me, JB. I got, I got nothing <laughs> to top up on this one. Oh, shite, dude. You, uh, you're the man, Evan. I love you. Fernando, Any? Uh, well, let's end it this way. Anything that you want to leave the people with before saying goodbye and goodnight to the beautiful listeners of For the Vice by Reggae 360, anything you want to just 
leave the people with maybe a plug for the festival maybe a plug for the band this is your stage baby this is your opportunity plug anything you want fernando it's your time well uh yeah first and foremost thank you to both of you for taking the time to speak with me um and for your support of all these bands and of the music um and you know i hope to talk to you guys again uh sometime in the future and and hopefully you know Reggae 360 and Educated Fools and the High Tops Backstage Bash, we've all, you know, grown and, and accomplished even more great things. Um, but really, you know, just in terms of the festival, uh, super excited to have so many great bands and hopefully we got some nice weather. Uh, but that's September 6th and 7th at High Tops Backstage Grill in Timonia, Maryland. Um, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram, uh, High Tops Backstage Bash, uh, get information, um, you know, on those platforms. We're working on uh, getting a, a full website up, uh, but you can get tickets through Mission Ticks. And uh, in terms of Educated Fools, just uh, be on the lookout for a lot of great new songs coming out soon and, you know, some more tour dates, hopefully, with some great bands. Um, but, you know, I'm really thankful that you guys gave me the time to uh, to talk a little bit and get to know you guys better. And, uh, you know, thanks to Mark LeMay, because um, he... You know, he and I kind of uh, first got in touch last year, um, you know, in the build-up to last year's uh, High Tops Backstage Bash, so I appreciate Mark's support with everything. And then also I want to thank uh, Jen Armstrong. Uh, Jen uh, works with uh, Reggae 262, helping out with marketing, and she's helped out Educated Fools and the High Tops Backstage Bash immensely. She helps us with marketing, and she's the best. She's so supportive, and she's another one of the people that, you know, makes it easy for me to, to work hard and keep going. Um, so thank you to Jen Armstrong. So I think Jen. that's the best place for me to kind of end things uh, for tonight. I appreciate that, man. And I will say Jen Armstrong is amazing. She is an amazing human being. And, and we're so grateful that Jen Armstrong does what Jen Armstrong does. And shout out Jen Armstrong. She is uh, simply amazing. And uh, you shouted out Mark LeMay. Real quick before we wrap up, one word to describe Mark LeMay. Go. I would say uh, a great friend. I know that's two words, um, but you know, just talking to him, I still haven't met him in person, but I've had a few conversations with him, and he just seems like one of the most genuinely nice guys um, that I've spoken with uh, in the music industry. And he, you know, I think that I've got some things in common with him in terms of you know, we believe, uh, you know, we're passionate about music, and we believe in all these bands that we work with. Um, so nothing but uh, a lot of respect um, and appreciation for what Mark does and what you guys do. I love it. Evan, what's your one word to describe Mark LeMay? Um, oh, that's tough. I've got to go with uh, um, obscure. But, you know, everything that you said <laughs> sounds a lot nicer, and I think would, Mark would really appreciate hearing that. I'm almost afraid to tell him that because it would touch him so deeply. He would tear up. He really I would, would tear up. I just did. Watching him hear that. That was beautiful. Joking aside, you're right, dude. Mark's super passionate. We're super passionate. We like to joke around a lot. Um, the words that I would use to describe Mark LeMay are hamster dumpster, but uh, you know what? I'm not going to go into that or explain that because I think you hit the nail on the head, Fernando. Uh, Mark is a super passionate guy. He's a great guy, great friend, great person. He's a goddamn man, and and so are you, Fernando. And Evan, you're getting there. You're not there yet. You're almost there, dude. You'll get there soon. I'm just kidding. You're there, buddy. Um, Fernando, <laughs> thank you, dude. Just thank you, man. Thank you for joining us. We'll wrap up. We'll call it a day. I think we accomplished 
some things and hopefully we'll get the boys on in the future educated fools watch out for the episode reggae 360 having them on hearing their truth and their words i can't wait for that but fernando thank you for blessing the people anything you need from us we're here for you we got you 100 percent on board supportive you are the man and just thank you man thank you guys thank yes, you thank you for having me and thank you for all the kind words and look forward to talking to you guys again Bless up, brother. Take it easy. We'll talk soon, my friend. Peace. I feel it inside, begging for what I wanted for it's all in my mind Seems like everyone is getting more Always seem to have one foot out of the door Loving life more and more Times have never been so unsure I still have my thoughts and They won't go once spoken, turn thoughts and Two words into actions, I'm broken. I never felt so many feelings at the same time Searching for that meaning I just can't find Mine's a lot doing well it's hard to tell, controlling what I can Let the rest go, plant a seed and watch it grow And only smoke the best smoke Concentrated is the preference Ice and whiskey in the beverage Just take a trip, have an adventure Bring it down to live the pleasure, never pressure I know this world was nothing lesser than a blessing Live that shit and never stress it Damn, dude. <laughs> Great conversation with the brilliant mind, with the man with his finger on the pulse of the reggae rock scene, with the man that's in the trenches getting the job done. He's behind the scenes making deals. He's wheeling and dealing. He's a businessman. He's a business man. <laughs> My guy, Fernando, man, educated fools. Those guys are killing it. Dope conversation. We'll have him on the podcast shortly, okay? For right now, what we're going to do is we're going to take you down a little journey. We're going to talk about all the dope reggae rock music that dropped last Friday. We're going to give a quick hot take. We're going to tell you what we think because our opinions matter because obviously, you know what I mean? That's why you're listening because we are, we are, we are Reggae 360 and we had thoughts. We had thoughts about music and we want to share those thoughts with you and I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to start playing music. We're going to play a little snippet that to kind of tell you what we think, man. Give you a little, um, you know, a little insight into Reggae 360 what we think of this music that these artists are dropping. And we're going to keep it real with you, too. We're going to give you the real deal McNeil. No joke. Next thing, we're going to talk about the news in the reggae rock world, and then we're going to wrap this bad boy up and let you go home zooted and booted, baby. So let's get this thing kicked off. Anything, anything you want to add, Evan? I think that's it in a nutshell right there. Let's just let's just get it popping off. When you say in a nutshell... What I mean, mean, like, like if you think of Mr. Peanut, like the peanut guy, and you're okay. just to place yourself inside that shell. Which you want me to so put myself inside of the 
Mr. Peanut. Correct. Okay. Metaphorically. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm with you. Okay. Yep. You're in your shell. You're nice and warm and safe. Hmm? You got a monocle, a top hat, a cane. Oh, damn, I wish. Mustache. A mustache? He's got a mustache, right? No. Evan, you know what, dude? I'm fucking, I'm on my way, dude. I'm on my way with you. I'm on my way, yeah, I'm coming over, finally getting closer, yeah, I wanna hold you on my way, so close I can taste it, pedal to the pavement, Lord knows I've been patient, I got a million reasons, for chasing down this feeling, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, Wanna take a ride, get lost in the dry We could get stoned at the top of the Hollywood Hills Damn son dude, that was Henry Fong On my way, featuring Rome Rome Ramirez from Sublime with Rome God damn, that's a banger God <laughs> Damn, that's a banger, dude. First of all, I didn't know a ton about Henry Fong. I'll admit. But I know a lot about Rome Ramirez because he's one of the dopest individuals in the reggae rock scene. And he laid down a dope-ass verse, a dope-ass chorus in the song. The trumpets are dope. We can take a ride. Okay. (laughs) It's a feel-good song. It's a summer banger and Rome Ramirez dude he's got that dope ass voice man he's stepping into his own dude he's coming into his own he's he's about getting stoned at the top of the Hollywood Hills Evan where's the coolest place that you could imagine getting stoned um I don't know maybe like uh under a bridge on the Merrimack River like right next to some old broken down mills Damn, dude, you're reminding me of like six or eight, dude. That's <laughs> that's interesting. That's uh, I mean, that's just where I like to hang out. You know, you can hang out wherever you want, but I mean, I would have said the top of Mount Everest, but you know what? The top of the Hollywood Hills has got to be pretty dope, man. It makes me want to go out to L.A. and just live that lifestyle. Maybe go for a uphill jog, you know what I'm saying? And then get to that top of the Hollywood Hills and just blaze some of that good ganja, man. What a what a dope song, man. And Henry Fong, I, I did a little bit more research, I'll admit, after listening to this banger. Dude, he's worked with Pepper, and he is like a very well-known, famous, super successful, super dope, super tight DJ. He's got some electronic music. He's got some bangers out there. So to see him crossing into our world of reggae rock music, brother, welcome, man. Please, come on in. It's warm in here. Take your shoes off at the door, but come on in. Make yourself comfortable. Mi casa, su casa. Henry Fong, keep dropping that hot shit, baby. You know what I mean, Evan? Know what I'm saying? Namaste. Know what I'm saying? (laughs) Evan, get it together, dude. Seriously, dude. Man, I'm trying. Get it together. I'm just a man on a podcast. No. No, no. Get it together. Oh. Get it 
together. Signal Fire from the album Wake Up with the song Get It Together. Evan, I've got some some thoughts about this song. Okay. You do. I got some some thoughts. THOTS. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Um, I thought that song had some really old school production value to it. Specifically, when it comes to like the organ and the bass, it almost sounded like it was recorded to tape, like it was on Lee Scratch Perry's old studio in the '60s, recording the original Bob Marley and the Wailers. It just has that like uh, that that warmth and reverb that you know older reggae and dub music has from that era. Um, and I love that combined with the the modern vocals just to kind of mix it up and make it something new. Signal Fire, I'll tell you what, man. Wake up. It's a vibe, dude. It's mellow. Okay. Play it loudly at a pool party where maybe many white claws go missing that day. Maybe they get consumed at a oh, fast no. rate. Oh, no. That first song, Get It Together, it's a hitter. It's basically the story of my life currently as it stands. It's all well-crafted, thoughtful songs delivered, fully baked, well-dressed, buttoned up, and set up for success. That song, Too Late, featuring the elevators, that's another gem. The elevators are the hottest thing in reggae rock music right now, so to have them featured is just proof how dope Signal Fire are. Shit. Last night, I went to a Long Beach Up All-Stars, Agri-Lights, and Mike Pinto show, and fucking Mike Pinto himself, the man, the myth, the legend, complimented me on my elevator shirt. That's how dope the elevators are, and they are on this album because this album is dope. And I tell you what, it brings me back to the fact that at the core of reggae rock music is positivity. That's why I love this genre. Okay? It's why I fell in love with reggae rock music. It's why I play reggae rock music every single day. It's not that SoundCloud gangster rap. Talk about objectifying women. Murdering our fellow men. It's not that narcissistic, material-driven, toxic, violent self-indulgent, convoluted, misguided, harmful, subconscious poison, trap, rap music. It's something positive. And it's focused on a message of love and growth. 
Now, that being said, I still got love for hip-hop music, and I keep that thing on me, and I still get hyphy from time to time, okay? Okay? I love trap hip-hop, Evan. Run up and get done up. Jeet up from the beat up. Uh, uh, uh. I ain't playing. No, I'm saying. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that, that's enough of that. That's, that's enough of that. <laughs> Excuse me? That's enough of that. Come again? That's enough of that. Come one more time. <laughs> Someone's cutting this part out And it's not me Nah we're leaving all this shit in dude Fuck it let the people really know who we really are I'm tired of playing I'm tired of putting on a goddamn mask This ain't Jim Carrey Shouts out people I'm going Oh what's this What is this I like it I love it can't get enough of it. They say the good old days come and go Like somehow we're supposed to know Cause when we live in it, it don't seem so It's different, isn't it? Life's too short to be alone One minute you have it, the next it's gone Got to be ready for whatever come Such a trip, what a gift it is, yeah As I Bruh, if you don't know, <clears throat> that's Ayatera, one of the dopest bands in the reggae rock scene. And that's from the album Coming to Light. And I tell you what, man, for me, this album has a little bit of everything. That song Wash Away, it's a banger. Talks about stepping into the light, rejuvenation, the meaning of life, everything you need to know, you can find in that song. It's a type of song that could change the whole path of your day from bad to good it could just rejuvenate that energy musically this album is just it's rich in diversity it's rich in variety and it's clean it's clean like the like the head rush from a bong rip a godfather og this album it features the movement Jesse Royale, Satsang, Cass Haley, Zion Thompson. I mean, shit, we talked about putting together a festival earlier. Put together a festival of the features from the Ayaterra album, and goddamn, you got one of the dopest festivals ever put together. I mean, this is a, don't get me wrong, this is a contender for album of the year. I need to see these guys live. Okay, that song, Many Rhythms, One Sound, it's just, it's an example of how Ayaterra has the ability to seamlessly blend roots reggae with modern reggae rock sound. And goddamn, the lyrics, they hit. You might learn something from listening to this album. They should teach a class on this album in middle school. We'd have some good future leaders set up 
for the next decade. That song, Marching On, with Jesse Royale, it's a theme song. It's a theme song. Evan, what would you want the theme song of your life to be? Um... You know, probably, uh, you know, go, go, Power Rangers. Hey, that did, that's a good answer. But knowing you, I thought you would go with Big Pimpin' Jay-Z featuring UGK. But that's just, that's just got to know you in real life. Well, you just can't tell the people that. You can't let them know. Uh, we'll cut all this out so they don't know the real truth about you. I appreciate um, that. Dude, I also like the song Ganja Must Burn. Not, not just because it's a dope song, but I like... I just like the messaging, like ganja must burn and must burn. It's like, you're not giving me a choice, dude, and I respect it. It must burn. Fire and Water is a dope-ass song, too. That album is littered with dope songs. Please, if you do anything, anything at all, check out that Ayatollah album. Okay, it's waiting for you. It's got your name on it. Jump on in. The water's warm. Dip your toes in. Fuck that. Do a cannonball. that dope ass music that just entered my consciousness and I'll tell you right now that was joint operation from their album scuffed that just dropped first of all joint operation shouts out these guys are amazing they're on the extension this album it's a piece of art speaking of art the cover art for this album Tight, dude. Tight. It fucking hits, dude. It it reminds me of like some of the like classic slightly stupid albums. That's just fire, dude. JB, I mean, these guys are on the combo, but this is a newer band, but I've seen a lot of big name bands sharing this release out there and kind of pushing it. You know, that's a good sign. You know, that's a sign, man, when when the homies plug a new band joint operation, man. They're on the up and up. First of all, again, that cover art is fire. Okay, I might get that tattooed on my neck. The cover of this album. Or anywhere. Wherever you want, really. Or wherever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that sounds dope, man. And, and uh, dude, they got some real fucking real good songs. On this album. That's on my thoughts, man. It's got that. It reminds me of the Skints or 
Shit, we talked to P-Funk North last week. Man, it's got that kind of upbeat vibe. But they talk about some real-ass shit, man. The lyrics that I saw, man, it reminds me of my own battles with depression, man. I fucking shots out. That's a goddamn great-ass song, man. My thoughts will push me down, push me down to the ground. And we're all about thoughts that push you up. That's why we're going to do a positive thought of the week. At the end of this, bear with us. New boy. Dope song, dope lyrics, deep lyrics, and an upbeat beat. Okay. Some of their songs, they got that kind of like rock, jazz, country vibe. It's not like roots reggae heavy. It's more rock, maybe than reggae rock, but still reggae rock. And scuffed is a dope term. Evan, I feel like your love life is scuffed. Nah, man, my love life is great. I would never say that it's scuffed while we're recording. I have a new girlfriend, and I could never say that. Gross. Fucking <laughs> 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 run the next song. You no, mean. I'm just kidding, man. You you have a beautiful woman in your life, and, and if anything, I'm scuffed because I'm jealous of uh, what you have going on in your life. But listen, Baltimore stand-up, okay? First of all, <laughs> why are we even talking about this song? Because the review is on Reggae360.com. Shouts out, Pat. Reggae360.com. 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 No, if you really want to know Reggae360's thoughts on this album, go to Reggae360.com. But I'll tell you my thoughts. It's just good-ass music. It's an album that you could play over and over and over again. It's an album that you should play. If you're, There should be a law. In effect, that if you're within 50 miles of a lake, then you have to play this album at full length. Just throwing it out there, okay? Well, fucking don't fucking at me, okay? I'm, I'm just the messenger. But really, it's a new law, okay? 50 miles of lake, you're playing the Joint Operation album because that shit's fire. <coughs> Speaking of fire, it's hot. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's I'm going to call the police. We, do. we don't want to scare anybody. Deepwater Culture is killing the game. They've got that like heavy dub vibe. They always bring the heat. It's never anything less than just stellar dope fire music. And they got another banger with that real dubby sound. 
Policeman. It's a track, man. It's a track, dude. I feel like every dope I get rock, man. They got a song that talks about the police because let's let's cut it down to what it is. All right. If you like reggae rock music, chances are you like having a good time. Maybe you like smoking marijuana. Maybe you like drinking. Sometimes maybe you like drinking a little too much. The fact of the matter is the police like to fuck your vibe up. Now, there's a lot of police officers out there that are doing a good job and they're looking out for the people and they're solving crimes and they're, you know, finding murderers and rapists and fucked up people. And maybe things are changing. I know when I was growing up, man, police officers that they say smoking a little bit of marijuana, you're fucked. Maybe it's not that way anymore. Maybe it's a sign of change. Or maybe not. I know deep water culture has a take on this. And they blessed us with a banger. Think about that. Deep water culture. Deep water culture. I imagine myself out fucking, you know, fishing for goddamn swordfish in the deep water. (laughs) That's just where that puts me. Where does it put you? I don't know. But the truth is, they got good music. And it's a band you need to know. It's a band you need to respect. Put some respect on my name. Go Google Deepwater Culture. And then hit me up in the morning and tell me what you found out. Because I just put you on to something. And now you're in debt to me. So you're welcome. Evan. Fucking podcast been a wild ride, goddammit. What a perfect life, but it's time to step back and push it all aside. Left the world behind, chasing dreams till I die, but the want subsides. It's all in my head, trying to stay alive when you think you're dead. Yeah, it's been a wild ride with you, my friends. Damn it, I want to let that play. I love Oogie Wawa. That's Oogie Wawa and their single, It's Been a Wild Ride. I love Oogie Wawa. If you've never seen Oogie Wawa live, you're doing something wrong in your life. But this song came out on the 26th. They're great guys that make great music. If that's not enough, man, they do fucking charity work for breast cancer research. Wee-wah-wah. They're out there doing the damn thing. And this song, it hits you right in the feels. It makes you feel some kind of way. It's a fire song. It makes you reminisce. It's positive. It's upbeat. It's the type of song that you play in the car with the girl you just started dating because you want to plant that seed. Girl, it's going to be a wild ride, dude. Okay, it shows you the range of Oogie Wawa. They've got so many different sounds. Don't sleep on the lyrics. Because I promise you, you're going to want to hear these lyrics. 
it's it's just a gem. It's a gem. It's a deep song. It's a song that you want to bang. <laughs> Ogie Wawa baby. Why are you laughing at it? You fucking dickhead. Why are you laughing? Oh man, I'm just having a good time over here. You know, it's- is it because I said it's the type of song you want to bang? <laughs> nothing funny about that, John. I meant you. What do you think? I, what do you think? I'm juvenile. That that my humor is. I that think you're low? juvenile. The black is hot. The black is hot. No, it's a song you want to bang, <laughs> not in a literal sense. In the sense that you want to play it at high volumes because. It's just uh, it's a meaningful song. The reactions on social media has been positive. Oogie Wah Wah dropping that heat. So can, you, can you fucking like move forward a foot and say that in the mic, Evan? Well, I didn't want to say that in the mic. I wanted it to be like in the back one of the room because I thought that would sound We'll better. do it again, but this time in the mic. Thank you. All right. Show Oogie Wah Wah the respect. They fucking deserved it. Yeah, that was a that was a respectful just so everyone knows. No, but really, that song is a banger, and I cannot wait to watch Ugi Wawa perform again. I cannot wait for more music from them. Oh man, I love those guys. And dope artwork too. Dope artwork for the album. Um let's keep this thing moving. Let's keep this thing flowing. Dude, if I had a dollar for every White Claw that I drank during this episode, I could buy another 12-pack of White Claws. Seeing you in your purest form Has got me feeling so alive I don't want to leave this place I'm free in your presence now It's got me seeing through your eyes The Hip Abduction with that single float. They got a new album coming. The Hip Abduction. It's interesting. They're a band that like. When I first started really getting into reggae rock music. They were not on my radar. But then I noticed. That a lot of the bands that I really like. A lot of the musicians I admire. Would always answer the question. You know. Who do you like out there in the scene who do you respect out there in the scene that's dropping good music people would always say the hip abduction mike pinto schooled me on the hip abduction he spoke so highly of them i've had other prominent reggae rock artists say jb the hip abduction are doing the damn thing and you can hear it in their music. You can see it in their what they're putting out, their art. They're dropping that heat. They're dropping what the people need. It's that mellow music float. Literally, the song's called Float, and you listen to it, and you might start floating. <laughs> really, it's a spiritual song. It's a deep-ass song, man. Get to know it. Evan, you're making all kinds of fucking googly eyes and faces over there. Step in, dude. Well, I've never floated before, but now that I've listened to this song, I feel like I'm there, man. <laughs> Have you ever been in the astral plane? I. 
It's a real question. Have I ever been in the astral plane? I mean, I've been in somebody's astral plane. No, I'm not talking about astral glide. I'm talking about the astral plane. Oh, yeah, like meditation and shit, or like like when you take a bunch of ketamine and you have an out-of-bottom experience. What? You just said, oh, yeah, meditation and shit? You just disrespected 90% of our listeners that take meditation very seriously. I mean, I meditate. I was just making a joke about it. I meditate for real. How do you meditate? Walk me through. First of all, the hip abduction. I'm so sorry if you're listening to our review of your song become completely interfered with by Evan Yarmo. You can add him if you want to. But the hip abduction have an album coming, which is very important because that album is going to be dope and I cannot wait. Nevertheless, Evan, walk us through your meditation experience. It's like your most like basic introductory meditation is like based off of just paying attention to your breathing usually. Yeah, but whenever I pay attention to my breathing, I have a panic attack because I start (laughs) overthinking and I'm like, how am I breathing? Why am I breathing? Well, that's that's usually the thing that happens when you smoke too much weed and you get over aware of your breathing and you're like, oh man, I'm freaking out, man. That's not meditating. That's the story of my life. What? I said that doesn't count. That's well, yeah, but dude, you know what, dude? First of it's all, like you're deep breath in, deep breath out. You're a fake meditate, meditator. I don't think you're real. <laughs> you ain't shit to me. I've been, I've been meditating since I was six years old. Really? I'm not kidding about that. Yeah. Wait, let's. First of all, I'm totally. I, kidding. I started doing guiding guided meditations as a child. Let's jump. Let's dive into that, dude. Where do you get the? You go to like YouTube and get guided meditation and like. Listen, play that. Actually, and I meditate? do. I've been doing sleep meditation recently to increase positive uh, mentality in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, it also puts you to sleep real good. Is that totally different than binaural beats, correct? Yeah. I'm, for, I'm a big binaural beats guy. They're relaxing. I'm a binaural beats boy. Oh, yeah, the binaural beach boys. That was the band <laughs> back in the 60s. <laughs> So wait, when you're like, all right, it's time to go to bed, you throw on some guided meditation, sleep meditation music, you just put it on your phone and you just clock out. Yeah. And it just says like positive phrases to you while you sleep. Like it takes you through like a guided thing to get you to sleep. And then once you're asleep, it's just saying like positive shit at you while you're asleep. Is that why you're so fucking cocky? That's why I'm so stressed out all the time. (laughs) I got to live up to all these positive expectations, man. <laughs> Fuck. I just nah. want to drink White Claws with my friends and do a podcast, you know? Well, dude, in that case, you're living the fucking dream. You're like two White Claws in. You're already hammered. <laughs> 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 no, that's dope, man. All right. Meditation. First of all, regular 60s stands on meditation. We love it. We respect it. It's an art. Evan does got a meditation to go to sleep. I might steal that because apparently um, taking Ambien until you get weird is not uh, smiled upon in the regular rock community. So maybe I'll try out a meditation. Who knows? Um, secondly, what the fuck are we doing? I'm Evan. I'll admittedly, I'm a little drunk. Last episode, I didn't drink. I was sober and it came out great. This episode, I'm a little drunk and maybe it's not going to come out as good. We'll let the people decide. We'll let the people decide. Let me give you a rapid fire question. Ready? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you. Thank God. Listen, let's jump into the news. We recapped all the music that came out Friday. Okay. The hip abduction, Oogie Wawa, Deep Water Culture. Okay. Joint Operation, Ayaterra. 
Okay, Signal Fire, Henry Fong featuring Ro Ramirez. If you do not download and buy and purchase and stream every single one of those songs and albums that we just talked about, then I, you are my personal enemy. And if I ever see you in person, it's on sight, baby. Okay, I'll listen to some 21 Savage right now and get real gangster on you because I keep that thing on me. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Secondly, let's talk about the news. The B Foundation coming out with a new single. Back when we were young. I love the B Foundation. I grew up on the B Foundation. The B Foundation is very important to me. Some of their music is ingrained in my subconscious. I love the B Foundation. I love that they are having a resurgence. The B Foundation and Fayuka, honestly, I fucking love those bands. I listened to the shit out of those bands in college. The B Foundation specifically dropped some bangers on us. And they're coming back with a song. Go ahead. I, I somewhat they're gonna drop some what on us? Bangers. Okay, that's all I wanted. All right, thank you. Uh, back when we were young, B Foundation new single coming. Evan, when you were young, what were you like? Probably a fucking weird dude, huh? What did, what were the top three things that you were into when you were young? How young? Like what age? Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 Top three things you're into. Oh fuck, man! You're putting me on the spot here. All right, fourteen. Uh, oh, same <laughs> stuff, man. Video games, masturbation, video games. That's that's it. <laughs> oh no, video games, masturbation, paintball. That's those are my three things. How are those things any different than you nowadays? Oh, you're not into paintball. Yeah, I'm not into paintball. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. More into reggae rock. Are you now? Yeah. I'm wearing a masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> That's still on the menu, oh, boys. Fuck, man. If anyone that listens to this podcast, all of our like serious corporate sponsors are pulling the plug right now. They're done. They're not dealing with us anymore. Yeah, they don't want to deal with me. You can't say the word masturbation on a corporate sponsored podcast, Evan. Okay, did you not learn anything today? Sorry. Okay. What else is happening in the news? Matt Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodes Icarus, he's dropping a new single, Repent, on August 3rd. Obviously, anything Matt Rhodes does is worth paying attention to. He is a front man for the band Tropodelic. Tropodelic has enjoyed one of the most meteoric rises in history in the past two years, and they deserve everything that's coming their way because they put out some amazing music. And I'm assuming similar to how Brandon Hardesty drops his own music, even though his band Bumpin' Uglies is doing so good, I would imagine Matt Rhodes is doing the same thing because he wants to put out something more personal, something more intimate, something that does not highlight the band's talent, but more is focused on you know, his story, his lyrics. And again, this is me projecting, but goddamn, I definitely can tell you what I'm going to be doing on August 3rd. I'm going to be listening to Repent. Evan, what are you going to be doing on August 3rd? Probably paintball masturbation, huh? <laughs> Sorry, dude. All right. Cash Down. <laughs> Cash Down's album is coming next week. Cash Down, that album, Undercover, Cash Down. Oh, my God. What a, Talk about a dope-ass band. I love Cash Down. I love what they bring to the table. Their talent musically is off the charts. They've just been grinding giving us dope music dope music more dope music 
And check out their IG because you can still win that fucking sick-ass bicycle, that Snoop Dogg-style West Coast-style lowrider bike on Instagram. Check it out. It's there for you, baby. All you got to do is play to win. Speaking of cashed out, album coming. Speaking of cashed out, they did a song with the man named Edley Shine. And that song's called Weed Man. And Edley Shine is just an amazing individual. Okay, talk about reggae, roots reggae. Edley Shine's got a lyric video for his latest, latest single. And it's dropping this Thursday. So when the clock hits Thursday, go to YouTube and Google Edley Shine, E D L E Y S H I N E. Edley Shine, baby, check it out. What else? Elevators, they're playing a free show in Hampton, New Hampshire this Sunday at Bernie's Beach Bar. If you are even in the New England area or are willing to travel, come to Bernie's Beach Bar Sunday for the elevators. For a dope vibe, vibe, I can't even talk. For a sea breeze, for everything you ever expected. Also, the Quins, they got a new single titled All My Love coming August 23rd. Speaking of the Quins and speaking of dope musicians from Massachusetts, like the Elevators, Joe Sambo is up for Male Performer of the Year. Now, if your mind went anywhere where mine did when I first heard that, I obviously went right to the Adult Video Awards Male Performer of the Year. I mean, where have, I mean, Evan, who's your Male Performer of the Year in, in past? I mean, when you hear Male Performer of the Year, um, I mean, honestly, I, I go right to Joe Sambo, <laughs> local Manchester superstar. Facts, 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 facts. I go to Peter North, but I completely agree with you and everything you just said because Joe Sambo is a superstar. Joe Sambo was that guy, man. Joe Sambo's a beast. He's a savage. He's a motherfucking monster, dude. And that's it. That's all I have for news. But I lied to you because I do have other news. And the other news is that last night I went to a show. And that show was in Brighton, Massachusetts. And that show was Long Beach Dub All-Stars with the Agrilites and Mike Pinto. And I'll tell you this. Mike Pinto is a absolute stud. Man, his music is so fire. And watching him live was a life-changing experience. That man is a beast with the guitar in his hands. And you better listen to the words of his songs. And he's touring. He's spreading his vibes. And I got to imagine the future is bright for a man that is making the moves that Mike Pinto is making. The Agrilites, holy shit, dude. Talk about a dope-ass live performance. I could watch a live set by the Agrilites every day of the week. Okay, it's 24-7, baby. The Agrilites bring that heat, man. They got so much energy on stage. They got the whole crowd moving and bopping and booming and singing and fucking everything, man. They just got, they got people moving, dude. They put asses in the seats and they make those asses move, and that's really what it's all about in the end of the day. Long Beach Sub All-Stars, Obi Ortiz is a legend, a absolute legend. He has an aura that follows him around on stage. He's an absolute beast, dude. He does so good at fucking singing these songs. And and every musician that's in Long Beach Job All-Stars is like they're on another level. They're super talented. They're fucking so dope, man. I was so happy 
to go to that concert. It was amazing. It was life-changing. I'm a new man. I'm a different man. I'm a better man today than I was yesterday. Evan, do you get that vibe when you look at me? Am I just a better man than I was last time you saw me? I mean, you're about the same, but, man, I love talking about Opie just because, you know, our uh, Reggae 360 Florida representative, Josh Stupid, interviewed him once before, um, and I think has gotten to talk to him on a couple of occasions, too. I'm sorry. Did you say, I'm about the same? Yeah. You I mean, I saw you like a week ago. Fucker, dude. Like, yeah, you're about the same as one week ago. Sorry, man. No, hey, listen, I'll accept that feedback. I'll tell you what, though. Josh Stupid, man, that's the dude that does his damn thing. He's a hustler. He's a grinder. And, that guy know. gets better every week. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who was more lucky to talk to the other person, Josh or Opie? Ooh, that's tough. That is tough. That's tough. Nah, we're joking. That interview was dope. Regular360.com, you can find it. Opie's a real ass dude. <laughs> He's a we call we call a lot of people legends on this podcast. Everybody, but Opie Ortiz is <laughs> he is a absolute. He's a definition of legend. He's a leg, he is a legend for sure. What do you mean by that? Well, like I mean, like he like there's not many people that would deny that he is a legend. I think that he is legendary. Right. He's a legendary human being. I Legendary like Sasquatch, baby. So that was it, man. That's all I have for news. We've It's been a long-ass episode. It's been a crazy episode. You know, it's been a roller coaster. I don't even know where I am. I don't know who I am. I don't I know less about myself than I did before I came into this goddamn studio. Yeah. Okay, I'm thankful for White Claws. Cause they're they taste good. I don't know why people are memeing them, calling them Kyle drinks. Man, they're fine. It's a it's a fine. low calorie fucking thing. You can just have a drink of, and it's alcohol in it, and it's nice. Fuck the haters. Drink white claws. That's it. My positive thought of the week is that I just wanted to take a moment to just appreciate the beautiful women in this world. You know, if, fuck. That's what I was gonna say. Really? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Finish my positive thought of the week. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you're mad at me. That's no, fine. Do your positive thought. Fuck out of here. All right. I just want to take a moment to just appreciate the beautiful women in the world because this world wouldn't be nothing, nothing without the women in this world. And I think that there's some, if you're lucky enough to have some beautiful women in your life, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's your best friend, whether it's your mother or your sister, you could be female and you could be your best friend. It could be your mother or sister. Regardless, you just have to appreciate, okay, a beautiful, strong woman and the essence and the vibe that they put out in this universe because one thing I've learned is that every human being has male and female energy inside them and the female energy is just a beautiful thing and we need more of it in this world. It balances everything out. It's it's the most high. It's the most correct. We just need strong, powerful, beautiful women, beautiful mothers, beautiful sisters, you know, beautiful, just people, human beings, souls in this world. Because without you women, I would be nothing. I would be lost. I'd be looking at Evan's goofy grin right now, and I would just be sad. But I'm not. Because I live in a world where we have strong, beautiful women leading the way. And that just makes me happy. So whether you are a woman or you're not, or maybe you are. Maybe not. 
You can be appreciative of the fact that we live in a world with strong women. And that's, that's my positive thought of the week, Evan. Man, did it hurt when you fell from the vending machine? Because you a snack. Did you grow up near power lines? <laughs> did you eat paint chips as a child, Evan? It's not my fault they crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And if you don't know, Evan looks exactly like Chris Farley. And um, his nickname is Chris Farley. Go to his Instagram, Yarmo, Yarmo, Yarmo. You'll see for yourself. He's tatted from head to toe. He's got a nose tat. <laughs> Um, what are you doing still listening to us? Oh, fuck, man. If you're still listening to us, first of all, I love you. Thank you. I wish you nothing but positive energy and crush this week ahead of you. Yes. Domination. You can do it. You are awesome. Mwah. I love you. Not you, Evan. Don't look at me. I'm talking to the people. Oh, man. <laughs> That was about uh, to make my year. All right, next week, I am not drinking on the podcast. And we'll see if it comes out better. Next week, I'm going to drink more. On that note, bye. Peace.